Good evening, everyone. I don't know about you, but I've been enjoying this heat. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been enjoying this heat. You said your air conditioner full blast. <laughs> full. She said, bring a coat when you go to her house. <laughs> Elder Debbie don't want no parts of that. <laughs> Well, more is on the way, so I just want to uh, speak blessings over everyone tonight. Amen. God bless you just even for uh, uh, just coming. I know God's got a word for all of us, which I'm very excited about. And so I really just kind of want to, uh, first of all, just want to pause and just thank God because he's so worthy to be praised. And then it's just good to be able to be in his presence and to be able to just worship him. And just acknowledge who he is. So, God, we say welcome tonight. We thank you for your presence tonight. We thank you for your mind, God, tonight. Can someone just bless God for his mind? God, we bless you for your mind. And so uh, this past Sunday, I kind of shifted, but, you know, just flowing because it's still under the theme of dominion, but really just started talking about dominion thinking. And, you know, for those that were here, you know, we talked about Jesus walking on the water and oftentimes that account is ministered from the perspective of, of Peter, but we actually went through it through the perspective of Jesus that time. And so I want to continue on with a part two of dominion thinking, um, but I want to kind of share just a couple of things before that. Uh, um, especially in yesterday, as some stuff just really just kind of jumped out to me. When things happen to you, you want to uh, pay attention uh, to any significance of something that might seem small, but God can be speaking. We want to make sure that we pay attention to everything that, that takes place in our lives and see if it might be something that God might be ministering to us with. And so yesterday, it, uh, uh, it was day 23 as far as for the dominion, um, identity journey that we're, we're, we're walking on here. And so my word as far as for just identifying God yesterday was redeemer. God is a redeemer. God is my redeemer. And then my statement uh, was, I am redeemed. I am redeemed. And I want to share two, um, I guess, testimonials as far as for just redemption. It seems small, but it's significant, and I'll share why. Uh, but the first story of redemption was I'll tell the end and I'll tell you the process, but um, it was has been at least about a year where um, I could not, my wife and I, we could not find our wedding album. And it's a big wedding album. It's hard to misplace. It's hard to lose. But yesterday, uh, found our wedding album. And I was excited about it because we're coming up on 15 years. <laughs> The next month, and we wanted, to, we, we, we wanted to have that thing. So 15 years of, of wonderful marriage. So how this came about, uh, you know, I had this thought, you know, within our basement. It's like, man, you know, I need to get down there and reorganize it to structure it. Because, you know, over a period of time when uh, it'll be organized when you first move in. But as you kind of start digging and going through things, uh, boxes can get worn out and stuff can kind of get jumbled up. Amen. And so I had this thought. It's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I need to get down there and, and, and reorganize the basement. Had this thought in the spring. So I was like, yeah, you know, you want to do some spring cleaning. And, but I never really got down there. But it wasn't until, uh, I guess it was last week. It was literally last week when we had those torrential rains, those downpours that came through. And so water came through in our basement from two different sides. And I'm talking about it was a kind of water where I, I got the video and it's like splash, splash. 
So it didn't cover the whole basement, but it was on two different sides where water came through. So then um, I had to get a specific kind of vacuum cleaner to vacuum up the water. So I had to borrow, I had to borrow that. So now in the midst of doing that, now I had to rearrange the basement because now I had to get stuff that was in the corner and um, uh, pull that stuff from that one side and had to stack stuff and readjust things and some of the boxes that got wet. I had to pull some of those items out and restore it. Someone say restore. I had to restore it in new containers. So I had, I, had to make those, I had to make those adjustments. So now in the midst of doing this, there was this one box that came up. And so I'm pulling some, some things out of it. So it was a bunch of bills. So big, big box, big box, bunch of bills, things of that nature. So I'm pulling it out of the container, pulling it out of the box, which is kind of beat up now. I pull it out. And then at the very bottom of the box is our wedding album. Now, our wedding album is almost the size of this of almost the size of this little podium right here, maybe a tad thinner, but it's real big. So now I'm looking at it like, wow, there it is. There it is. And so it was interesting because after just being, well, the thought was this, because how I came to that point, the Lord's like, man, you need to finish reorganizing the basement. Because some days passed after, I, after the water came through, I cleaned it up. So I cleaned up a certain part, but he's like, man, now you need to finish. So I went through, finished, driving back and forth, had all this type of stuff, finally finished, found the wedding album. But the whole thing was following through on the thought that he originally gave. To be able to find something that we had been looking for for over a year. And so I'm sitting there asking, asking uh, other people, uh, uh, you know, ha- actually... Actually, I don't have to share that part. But the whole point is this. What you're looking for will be found in the act of obedience. What you're looking for will be found in the act of obedience. It may be something that you're trying to identify, something that you're believing God for. And maybe you're pressing, looking in certain areas or going about pursuing in a certain way. But then he might say, hey, you know what? I want you to just get down there and do this, do that. So that was one seems insignificant. Uh, where I found that, but then the, the next part, because this was in the same day, but now it was in the evening where uh, now, now it dawned on me, it's like, okay, this finding the wedding album was more than what I thought it was. Significant for my wife and I, for the memories and things of that nature. But then the second part, the vacuum that I used to clean up the water, it had two attachments to it. Had a broad one where I used to clean up the water, but then a small one because now after cleaning up the, the, the basement, reorganizing the basement, I'm like, man, you know what? You know, once you start cleaning, you want to just start cleaning everything. So now I'm like, man, you know what? Now I want to vacuum. So now, so Terry, she helped me wash the cars and, and vacuum and things of that nature. But one thing that I was, that was missing from the vacuum was specific. It was a narrow nozzle. So I spent about 15 minutes looking for that. And, I'm, and it's one of those things many of us have experienced. You go back and forth to the same places, trying to retrace your steps, trying to think, I know I've seen this, but where was it? So now, needless to say, I couldn't find it by the time I wanted to be able to wash the car. And so I was a little frustrated at first. I'm just sitting here going back and forth. And I'm like, so Terry, are you sure you didn't get down in the basement of movement? She was like, no. I'm asking the girls, girls, have y'all seen this? And you know, because sometimes kids will move stuff and not be aware of it. Their no was a genuine no. I could tell. It's like, yeah, dad, we have no idea what you're talking about. So they didn't see it. So I'm like, man, Lord, where is it? And the thing that can be, uh, that was not seriously concerning, but it was concerning by the fact this vacuum cleaner was not mine. 
Now, you know, it's one thing to look for something that's yours, but it's a whole nother level of press when you're looking for something that you borrow that does not belong to you. It's another level of intensity where you've been giving something to use. And now you're looking for uh, the placement so that way you can have full functionality. So later that night, I have a, a meeting um, actually with, with, with Pastor Gabe. We were, we were discussing some things. So we have a phone conference, and then I have this thought even before it takes place. Hey, you know what? Why don't you go down to your dining room table and have the meeting at the table? So and I, I, don't, I don't ever really do that, uh, or, or at least it was a specific thought, because I'm sitting here maybe going in the living room or maybe in my bedroom. It wasn't a real intense meeting, anything of that nature. We're talking about some stuff. So I go to the table on my laptop. Then after the meeting, I close, I, I kind of look, move my laptop to the side, and I look up, and the nozzle is sitting there right on the table, erected like this water bottle <laughs> on the table. And I'm looking at it the whole time, did you put it there? Oh, Kaziah put it there. Aww. Okay, so I'm just finding out. We got some revelation right now. Where did you find it? Oh, she forgets. Okay, so she forgot. So I'm seeing it erected on the table. So needless to say, it was interesting how something that was there, I walked past it to sit down. I sat at the table for a full hour and didn't see it. And looked up here. This was something that was right within my reach. So now I looked at it and it was a sigh of relief. I was like, oh, God. It's like redemption. But then it hit me. I was like, God, you're my redeemer. Because now here I find a wedding album. And then here I find a nozzle. And I was like, okay, God, this all took place in the same day. What are you saying? He says, hey, you know, what? I'm preparing to redeem some things right now. Here's something that is significant about the word redemption in its very simple terms. Um, it's about buying back, restoration. But this was a prophetic insight about those two incidences. God has intentions to redeem multiple things in your life. Come on, somebody. This is the prophetic insight. God has intentions to redeem multiple things in your life. And then the scripture in Psalms 107, verse 1 and 2, you don't have to turn there. But it says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, say so. Whom has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. So with that right now, I just want to just, just bless that, just prophetic insight and say, God, we thank you, Lord, for redemption. We agree with the thoughts of heaven, God, that he's redeeming, looking to redeem not one, not two, but multiple things. Stuff that you've maybe been looking for or stuff that you've been maybe looking to recover in the natural or in the spirit, emotional, financially, whatever the case may be, relationally, God has intentions of redeeming that. Now, this was something that we pursued. It was at least a year. I know it had to be more because when we moved, because we've been in our house now for a, a, a t just about a, pretty much a year now. So I think it was, man, thank you, Lord. What a great gift for the year that we've been in that house. We found our wedding album. And so my wife was away, so I put it on a bed. I wanted to be able to surprise her with it. It was like, man, hey, you know what? And so, uh, but of course, you know, my other daughter shared, hey, daddy found your wedding album. Because <laughs> I forgot to say, hey, don't tell mommy, but it's okay. It's okay, because I heard the voice. It was like, oh, we did? 
She did. And then it had that as well as our wedding uh, video. It had the full length. So what we spent time doing last night, the girls hadn't seen it before. So they watched our entire wedding and reception as well. So it was even some just even God was just redeeming just or refreshing just even our love because we're sitting here going through the vows and listening and looking at how young we looked. <laughs> and then it was just some some good stuff. The girls, they were looking, they were like, man, we want to see if we can see Pastor Gabe. But he didn't show up because he was our DJ for the wedding. But it was powerful. It was good. So it was it was redeeming. It was just a great family bonding moment so needless to say God is looking to redeem multiple things have that in your thought it's like God I thank you that I'm going to keep looking that I'm going to keep looking I'm going to keep looking out for those things that are of value to me for those things that are of significance to me doesn't have to mean anything to anybody else but it means something to us and God says hey you know what I have intentions I, I have intentions of doing that. Now, here's one of the things that I do understand about the prophetic. Oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes, it comes with conditions. Prophetic words come with conditions. And so now, along with that prophetic insight, I have a word of wisdom to share with you. And this is something that's so good, I'm going to have to share it again on Sunday. Because <laughs> I realize, I'm like, man, you know what? I've never taught a message back to back. But the Lord's like, no, you're going to do it this time. I was like, okay, this is going to be some good training and development for me. I was like, okay, God. He's like, leadership is repetition. Leadership is repetition. So the, 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 the word of wisdom was this, clean house. That's the word of wisdom, clean your house. It's like, God, yeah, you're talking about, yeah, my temple. No, 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 where you live at. Your address, clean your house. If it requires you, God bless you. If you have, if you have an attic, pray for a cool night and start at least beginning. If you have a basement, some stuff that's been sitting there that you've never used. I saw some stuff even with cleaners like, yep, yeah, we're going to have to get rid of some additional stuff. Where you're going to have to make or have someone help you make some executive decisions. But clean house. Here's another thing that, that, that was the, 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 word, uh, the word of wisdom. Clean your car. It's like, man, what does this have to do with anything? It has a whole lot to do with stuff. Clean your car. How does your car look? How does your office look? So it was significant for cleaning, cleaning. So in other words, the word of wisdom, get things organized this summer. Anything financially that you can begin to organize, get it organized this summer. Have a picture, know where stuff is going. This is all part of dominion thinking. It might not seem like it, but it is. Here's one of the things why that the Lord is just even sharing. He's like, when you go on vacation, you want to make sure that you can rest on your vacation. Because otherwise, those thoughts of stuff that's not organized will be packed along with you. 
And then you will come back from case vacation, realize you never really rested because your mind still had so much to think about. So God wants us when we're when we have time to rest, to be able to rest. And then when it's time to work, we work. But it's part of dominion. It's part of his thinking. It's the way that he planned for it. So in other words, get organized so when you get away, you can have a getaway. You know, you can have a getaway right in your home. Has anyone ever cleaned house and it felt like just a new place and you could just relax? It's like, oh, I could just feel so much better now. As a matter of fact, my daughters, let me just commend them for a moment, especially the oldest. She did just such an excellent job cleaning and organizing her room while not feeling well. Saw, saw daddy cleaning, and I was like, hey, V, I, I need you to help, help, help clean. So she, she got up in there, and then she's like, oh, I thought you meant me to clean, like, the whole room, whole room. And she did it. She took her time, wasn't feeling her best, but she cleaned. I'm like, yeah, girl. And then check it out. The next day, it's still clean. <laughs> right, that's the best part. The next day, it's still clean. So maintain it, keep it. Here's why. Because your house, your finances, etc., are often a reflection of our minds. Yeah, it's often a reflection of our minds, and we think better in clean environments. I used to think, especially you know, being artistic and creative, it's like, yeah, you know, I know I needed to be junky because I know where my stuff is. Where did you, where did you move it? It's like, no. After a while, I realized, like, no, you know what? It's better to just have it organized and not have stuff all over the place because it was an indication of where my mind was and how our minds can get. Interesting enough, one more thing that I have to do in the basement is to clean out the cobwebs. This correlates mentally. It's, so in that cleaning process, things are being cleaned out because as I, was, as I was cleaning, as I was reorganizing, I was listening to some things that was feeding my mind. I was getting, quote unquote, food for thought to help in dominion thinking. So now I'm cleaning and then I'm getting and I'm getting ate up listening to this message, listening to this audio book. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like, man. Talking talk to myself, it was like, there's always levels to where you got to come up in our thinking even more so. How are you managing? Here's the thing about dominion thinking. When that commission was given to Adam and Eve, it was in the garden. And so I, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I'll tell you one thing that Adam had to tend to it. He had to tend to it. He had to manicure it in some fashion. There had to be some type of grooming taking place. Things had to be in order. That is connected with, with, with dominion. So even when we go to our homes, and, and I, maybe I just need to stay there just a little bit longer, even in our homes, even in our paper, what we do with our mail. Organize it. If it's not applicable, trash it. We get so much credit card stuff and so much this and so much that and just just immediately discard it. And the church said, <laughs> a junkie disorganized, someone said, ouch. <laughs> a junkie disorganized environment is not conducive for dominion thinking. Here's a quote. Um, 
because I, you know, I've been listening to her directly, but then also secondhand from my wife listening to her. But Dr. Caroline Leaf, have anyone been checking her out? Anyone been have a chance to listen to some of her uh, live stream and some of the YouTube's very powerful stuff? And she was at the Voice of the uh, Prophets this year as well. Very heavy stuff. But I want to read this one quote because she deals often. You know, she's, she's a doctor. She's studied the brain and the mind for over 30 years and very scientific, but understanding that God is the God of science. Yes. God is the God of science. Men didn't just come up with that. God gave men this insight, which is very profound. But there's a distinction between the brain, which is the actual physical organ, and the mind, and the mind. And so I want to read this one quote, and it says this, we merge with our environments. We merge with our environments because of the plasticity of our brains. Essentially, our brains respond to our minds, our thinking, feeling, choosing. I'll read this again. Whatever we focus on the most will be wired into our brains and influence our mental and physical health. We need to pay attention to our external environments. I'm going to say that again. We merge with our environments because of the plasticity of our brains. Essentially, our brains respond to our minds. Meaning what we think, our brain will physically begin to adjust accordingly. And so whatever we focus on the most will be wired into our brains and influence our mental and physical health. We need to pay attention to our external environments. So it was interesting, just even my uh, youngest, because I was doing some things because the basement can get a little damp. My youngest, she went down, she came downstairs because, you know, Oh, wow. It's one of those type of basements where a kid could be scared to go down. But then with stuff organized, my little one's downstairs with me. It's like, yeah, dad, it's, this is great. <laughs> the girls are like, one of the girls is like, yeah, yeah, can we play down here? I'm like, no, we're not going to play down here. But in other words, healthy, when, when our minds are lined and when we're thinking dominion, it's an invitation for others to be able to participate. For others to be able to be in our presence because we have minds that, that, that are invitational. You ever been around people that just thinking is just jacked up and you're just like, man, I do not want to be around them. It's, it's, it has an odor to it. It smells. So needless to say, this summer is very key for what we do with our environments. Thinking. Even before we go into a new place, we have to think differently because sometimes uh, we, we've been in transition for, for over a year, and not displaced, but been in transition for over a year. Our minds have to uh, be realigned. It's like, man, you know, when we go into this place, this is how we need to think before we get there. Before we get there, even in the summertime when things are have a tendency to be lax, it's like, no, 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 no. This is a key summer to shift some things. And so here, matter of fact, yeah, let's look at these two scriptures, Proverbs chapter 30, and then we'll have another one. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 25, our thinking for this summer, this summer is very pivotal. I've mentioned it before, maybe on a couple of occasions, and then here's some even uh, additional details for us for why it's pivotal. Proverbs chapter 30, we'll start here. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 25, Pastor Gabe actually alluded to this on Sunday. During giving, 
But it says this, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 25, the ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The ants are people not strong. Ants are big, but yet they are working in the summertime. They prepare their food in the summer. This is how our thinking needs to be this summer. It needs to be in the mode of preparation. And then Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 through 5. It says this, he who has a slack hand becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer or she is a wise son, a wise daughter. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. So I want to read that one more time. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. So here we have preparation and gathering in the summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. <laughs> but it's an opportunity for preparation. It's an opportunity for having our thinking to not take a break, but to reorganize. Summer, this summer, I believe, is a great opportunity for positioning us to think and grow rich. This summer is a great opportunity to be thinking, to be feeding our minds. It's like, because one thing that I think that God has very intentions of for us to not be in this same place next year. Whatever place you're in that we need, there, there needs to be an increase. There needs to be a growth. So somebody just needs to declare there will be an increase. There will be a growth in my life. Come on. It could be a, you, you, he'll show you the area. But no, nah, matter of fact, let me just be specific because this just jumped out to me right now because uh, I believe that it's, it's just for us to be able to walk in as an inheritance. But I do believe that resources and substances, riches, are something that God intends for us. You see it all throughout Scripture where the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. But it requires for us as, a, as his children to be able to be diligent in season, to be able to be diligent in season. God, I, I don't believe just as a father, the Lord wants us to be poor. And so we want to agree and align our thinking with his mind because when we have the hearts, come on now, the hearts that, that, that we have, I believe that we have an understanding that the riches are all just for us to be able to just splurge and just just to be extravagant on ourselves, but to be a blessing to others. And the way that we desire to be a blessing, I've realized, I've come to the understanding now that it doesn't just happen. That there has to be some type of intentionality, there has to be some type of thinking or positioning ourselves because God is a great steward. And he's looking for someone that's going to be able to steward properly with his mindset.
So now it's like, okay, so now I've had, I've had a level of, of monetary funds come through, but I wasn't able to cause it to grow. So now he's like, I need you to reposition your thinking because guess what, guess what he intends? For more to be able to come through. So that way it can increase and grow and be a blessing to my three little ones and however many they have. Amen. And so I know I'm not the only one. There's things that God is looking for us to be a, a, a blessing to and to be able to, to steward. So now, um, as I was driving, this thought came. He said, for me, but I want, want you, for us to be able to reflect on it ourselves. He says, what kind of man do you want to be? It was an interesting thought because I'm leaving Home Depot with these storage bins and then it's just pulling out of the parking lot. What kind of man do you want to be? Now, when, 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 when God asks you a question, it's for you to go back to him so you can know the answer. <laughs> so now think about it for. So it wasn't an arbitrary thought. And it wasn't something that I was just going to come up with on my own answer. But now it was presented for dialogue for me to be able to look up and see what was set on the table the whole time. Like that nozzle. <laughs> to be able to look up and see what was set on the table the whole time. Because you know how we can be having thoughts that we've been mulling over. And it's like, yeah, God, I know I've been kind of dealing with this. But then he wants to slow down the thinking so that way, hey, you know what, let's get this mind together so that way this can really come into manifestation. But I don't need your mind all over the place. Our mind doesn't need to be all over the place, but centralized focus so that way there could be manifestation. So I was telling the Lord, it's like, well, man, God, you know, I really desire to be to be this. And he's like, write it down. So I wrote down, I'm like, man, you know what, God, this is pretty good. It was a broad, broad area. But then he's like, OK, let's be more specific. And even the specifics is it, just layers to it. But I'm like, God, this is so good. He was like, OK, so now this is how your thinking needs to be. And I'm like, well, God, how does this work with this? And how did this work with that? So he's like, oh, it does. Another thing that he was sharing, he's like, so now I need you to think ambidextrous. <laughs> Dominion thinking thinks ambidextrous. I'm like, okay, Lord, explain it to me. I, I wound up kind of, I, I'm, man, it's just coming to me now. I am slightly ambidextrous because I was born or naturally I was a 100% left-handed person as a child because my dad is left-handed. And so... How I became switched, I write with my right hand and I do a lot of other things with my left. What happened was, as a child, on the military bases, they didn't have any desk. This is the desk where they had to arm things back in the day. They didn't have any desk for left-handed. So then I remember teachers specifically starting to put pencils and scissors in my right hand. So that's why I do things my right, right hand. But now, when I play sports, people are like, man, I thought you was right-handed. I'm like, no. I, I, my writing, even right hand, they were like, some people look at me, it's like, man, you hold your right hand like a left-handed person. And so my writing kind of slants a little bit because that's, that's how I was, but it changed. So needless to say, thinking and think, having dominion ambidexterity means that we think with heaven's mind to impact the earth realm. 
Here's why. Again, using this illustration, in sports, there's three different sports to think of. Basketball. Most people are dominant with one hand. And especially in basketball, most people are right-handed because there's more right-handed people in the world. My frustration with spiral notebooks is because of right-handed. <laughs> but anyways, so now people go to the right, but you become more of a threat when you can go to your right and score a basket or a layup, or if you can go to your left and score a basket with your layup. Because now it's harder to block the ball when you can change the ball from one hand to the left. There's another thing. I used to be real good at this, but I don't play baseball anymore. On baseball, you have your plate here, and so I bat left-handed. But then they have this terminology in baseball called being a switch hitter. And this requires skill, where you stand on this one side, because those, those pitches are coming fast. We stand on one side, and you're able to train your mind and think on the opposite side of the plate and still swing. Look, I, I just instinctively, I just held, I just held it. It was just out of instinct, because this is my mind. I trained my mind to even hold. You have to hold a bat a certain way from this side. And on this side, I'll explain why this is significant in our thinking. And then the next thing is in boxing. The right-hander, but then they have lefties. They're called southpaw. So now you have some boxers that are ambidextrous, or they know how to switch it up so where they might be right-handed. But then seeing what's going on, then they switch it up to the left hand. The reason why in boxing it is so difficult or all of these things being ambidextrous in sports is only for the offense. It's only offensive positions. Basketball, when you're scoring. Baseball, when you're trying to hit the ball. Here's the thing about it. When you're ambidextrous in baseball, you're able to see a pitch from a whole new perspective. I'll be a little bit more detailed. If it's a right-handed pitcher, the person that has the best advantage to be able to view how a pitch is coming is a person that is left-handed. So now when you're facing a right-handed pitcher, managers are like, man, you know, we need, we need a lefty in our lineup because they can see the pitch. They can see what the what the adversary is throwing at them from the better angle. So now, if you have someone that knows how to switch both ways, they become more of a benefit to the team. Here's the other benefit. When you're, when you're boxing, if you know how to throw a right hook or a jab or uppercut or whatever the case may be, just as strong as your stance with the left, now the person that is trying to defend and avoid these punches they're not used to a punch dodging from this side. So now you have an opportunity to be able to knock the enemy out from a whole nother perspective because you know how to think. You trained your body because of your thinking. And I had to do this training even for baseball because I was all left-handed. I was all left-handed. But then the guys, I was like, man, you know what? Because then I faced someone who was a left-handed pitcher and I realized, oh, that was weird. I couldn't see the pitch because now they were throwing left-handed and I was coming from the left side on the plates. And I was like, hey, no. It's like, okay, now, now I can see this better. All that to say this, as God positioned us for dominion, we can have that one side where we're real anointed. We got the and that's great. But then there are certain environments where we can't go in, shake it, we need to come in with the skill set. 
We need to come in with the skill set. And then the Lord was telling me, so now we need to know how to think both sides because we are in this world, but we're not of it. But we need to know how to function in this world. Money answers all things. We need to understand how money functions. We need to understand how relationships, understand the principles of working, leading, managing. When we have these skill sets, because now the skill sets provide us access, but the anointing will make the difference. That'll cause you to separate. It'll be a separation. It'll be your gifting that'll show forth because people, and this is how the world will say, it was like, man, you think differently. Oh, I absolutely do. I operate with a different mindset. I operate with a different mindset. I have <laughs> heaven's mindset. I mean, who was it? I believe it was f- f- the Pharaoh that was talking with Joseph. It was like, well, man, who else better that has that has the spirit of God with them. Who else has the mind of God who was able to see, who was anointed, but who was able to see a pitch, a pitch, quote unquote, from seven years out because he had established thoughts, which we talked about a little bit on Sunday. He was able to see and already prepare. It's like, oh, this is what we need to do. Seven years out because of, because he was thinking Not only was he was anointed, but then he had a skill set of management because he tended his father's sheep. So a skill set and anointing, he was able to think properly. Now, who would have thought that sheep would have led him to Potiphar's house to governing a nation? So again, clean house. (laughs) Clean the car. And what does this have to do with anything? Everything in the mind of God. What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of person are you going to be from this point on to the end of the year? It's like, man, you know what? Because some of us have had thoughts, man, I, I just see myself as this person. Well, keep thinking on that and progressing. Some of us have thought, well, man, you know, I just see myself at this level of influence or we kind of picture, you know, that quote unquote vision board, that dream board, that thing of that nature, me doing this or possessing things of that nature. Great. But this is the summer for positioning for that. In a real way. (laughs) I found this to be interesting. Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven. Be my last verse. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. One that we're very familiar with. And I'm reading from the New King James here. Matter of fact, let me go with verse 6. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. 
For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So now as we become even more discerning, we're able to be more discerning. <laughs> when we're discerning of our own thinking, we're able to. Man, this is one thing that I was I'm always so amazed when scripture says this and Jesus perceived their thoughts. That's dominion thinking. When you're so aware of thinking that you're able to pick up other people's thoughts. And some of us have experienced that where someone hasn't said a word and you're like, I heard that. I'm like, I didn't say nothing. No, but I heard what you were thinking. Not to be too deep, but I guess this just goes as even uh, one thing that I just learned because our thinking literally matters because scientifically our thoughts produce matter. It actually, our thoughts produce an energy. And so Jesus was able to perceive their thoughts. All that to say this, as you are now thinking, as you think in your heart, so you shall become. What are you thinking about? That's why we have to be so mindful of what's coming in. How do we relax? How do we entertain ourselves? Discipling our thoughts. And this is just a real, real practical Word, but it is so necessary for the dominion and the glory of God to be revealed. <laughs> he wants his thinking on display because we see a whole lot of how the world has been thinking and it's just like, wow. But it's not for us to, be, to just be in retreat mode. Sinners do what sinners do. <laughs> That shouldn't be shocking. It's like, well, man, how, how in the world can they think such a thing? They don't have the mind of God. We do. <laughs> and so when people come to us with their problems, we want to make sure that we don't get into this like, oh, my gosh, why did they come to me with their problems? He's like, they're coming to me. Give them my mind. Work with me now. Let's help because you're going to get tired. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. So now I need you to think with my mind. Let us become more aware of your presence. That means, God, what are you thinking? <laughs> I just imagine Jesus, whenever he would get with the Father, Father, what's on your mind? So that way I can execute it. What are you thinking? And then it'll be moments where he's in the moment. Okay, Lord, what are you thinking? Man, it's going to be so great because we're going to have uh, just such a greater awareness of, just of the mind of God. And, and it'll, it'll just be just that partnership of us thinking. And then that food for thought that we get is his word. Amen. <laughs> so, again, I leave with this question. Well, shucks, I'll ask you the question that was asked me. What kind of woman, what kind of man are you going to be?
and then I'll just give you this, uh, this is bit of advice. Don't get into the circle or the dance of, well, God, what do you want to be? Because he's going to ask you back, well, what do you want to be? Well, God, what do you want me to be? Lord, I just, I just want whatever you want me to do. Well, what do you want to do? Get out of that dance. The reason why, he's, he's, he's giving you a mind, and then what comes out, because he's already on the inside. So you're not going to think something that's just so far off from his thinking. If you've already been feeding yourself with the word in some form or some fashion, he's already in there. And so what that question is, it's just a looking up. And then you'll see that thing right, right, right in front of your eyes. So again, even whatever needs to be clean, clean, clean it. And then you'll be amazed what begins to just open up in your thinking. Or what you begin to find, what you begin to see. One thing that Lord was even telling me today, he's like, and this, you know, he's, he's disciplining, but he's a good father. And he was like, and just temper your emotions as it pertains to your children as they're learning cleanliness. Because their minds are still developing. <laughs> it's like your brain has come to a point where it's, it's in a certain mode, but they're still growing, they're still learning. I was like, okay, yeah, God, that's good. It's like, so you calm down, don't spaz out, because you've had to repeat yourself over again. Leadership is repetition. I was like, oh, yeah, God, I got to lead them. So you lead them by example. So you clean up your room, and then now you coach them up. Now you keep a clean environment, and then they're going to understand, oh, this is how my environment always is. And they're going to adapt, because kids are very adaptable. So we want to adapt to them to high level of thinking. One thing I, I challenge them, and I'm, I'm, I'm done, but one thing I was telling them, I was like, hey, you know what? We, it was one moment where mommy's away and I was with my girls, and uh, I was like, man, you know, we just, let's just cut off the TV. Let's read something. Everybody get a book. Because they don't see me when I'm reading. I was like, everybody get a book. So advice for the parents. Let them see you with a book in your hand and not an electronic device all the time. Just a little tidbit. Let them see you with a book, an actual book, not a magazine, and make sure the book is facing the right way. <laughs> Looking at it upside down, and you sleep. <laughs> I'll, 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 matter of fact, look, it's starting to flow, but let me just stop it. Books. Feed yourself even with books. Challenge your brain, because know some of us learn differently, but still, just for the sake of your brain, because some might say, well, man, I'm not the greatest or the avid of actually reading. You know, I learn in other ways, and, you know, I'm more listening, I'm more this. Still, still, stretch yourself, just stretch your brain. You can do it, because God gave you the brain. Understand that he gave it to you. Like, so just say, God, I thank you. If it just means that you need to, if, it, if it's practicing just five pages a day, Whatever the case may be, 15 minutes, just read an actual book with pages that you turn. Pages that you actually turn. Another thing that I like, here's just another, I don't, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think it's something organic and it's something that's very healthy about it. Um, 
even writing, actual writing with an ink or a pencil onto a page. That's one thing that I've been enjoying about this, this, this journey, Dominion Identity. I have been doing it on a digital device. Thank God for Elder Casey. She gave me this nice little flowery um, uh, journal. <laughs> and it's real flowery, but it was the words that I like that's been blessing me. And so I rode around with it. I was like, I don't care what nobody thinks, man. This is my journal. Got these flowers on it and everything. It's like, but it, the word said, be strong and courageous. And I'm like, man, yeah, I got, yeah, that's the word that's been blessing me. I've been using the LDK. That's been my journal. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it's for my, I think it's the birthday. But it's, yeah, it's, it was blessing me. It's been blessing. So I want to let you know it's been blessing me. Because I've been using that to write. So, yeah, so, so do that. Actually write. And I, okay, so this is why. It does something for the brain. I don't know fully what, but it's, it'll do something for the brain to actually read, turn pages. I don't know what it was. One of my mentors in, in ministry, a youth pastor, I remember he would get these Bibles. and He loved these leather Bibles. And before he, he just had Bibles in his collection. But whenever he would get a new one, I remember him being at the bookstore. He'd just get a Bible and just smell the leather. He'd just be like, and that imagery always stuck with me. I'm, I never asked him. I was like, man, why you do that? But that image, that image just always stuck. So now I just have a Bible. It's just, ah, oh, this ain't real leather, but okay. But it's just something about that. It's something engaging. Okay, yeah, so it engages your mind. And we'll talk some more again uh, about this on, on, on Sunday. But I think we have enough between the prophetic insight and the word of wisdom to be able to carry out. Now, how many of y'all know something that you can clean right now, right off the bat? <laughs> now here's the thing if it's something that's big and you're just like Lord Jesus how am I going to do this don't try to tackle the whole thing in one shot one thing that I will say this when I was cleaning up that base when I was finishing cleaning up the basement because before I just stack stuff and just try to get it out of the wet spot so I can vacuum but then the Lord he was like okay I need you to finish so now I sat there and then he showed me how to organize it I was like oh and then this this energy came as I started doing. I didn't wait. Well, God, I'm going to do it once you give me the energy. No, as I started doing, the energy came. Amen. Let's stand. <laughs> this doesn't seem like it has anything to do with dominion thinking, but oh, it does. It has everything. Because you have your garden to tend to, your mind, your thinking, and the Lord is saying, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. This is a great summer to be able to make it happen, to produce, to harvest. I'll say this because um, uh, I said it on Sunday, but I forgot to add the emphasis, the importance of it, because the music project is because it's something that I have to produce. And this got a serious deadline to it. And so that's why I know because of it, and it's an anointing, and I told us practicing recording and everything, but I'm like, I got to do whatever I need to do because I'm like, I have to get it done. And now I'm understanding it's like, Lord, I don't even know why. I don't even have to know why. I just know that I have to get it done, like, I mean, like, quick. Whatever I need to do, whatever you need to do, because God got blessings 
I'm telling you a breakthrough. And he's like, man, I'm just, I just need you to get this in order and just get some things in habit because I'm, I'm trying the floodgates are already open. Last thing, we can't ask for rain and not dig wells. <laughs> Lord, thank you for rain. I ain't going to rain. If... This is a beautiful thing about when you dig wells. When it rains, you still have something after the rain stops. Father, we bless you. We thank you. <laughs> God, we thank you tonight for your word. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the mind of the Father because you, you're the one who searches out his mind. Thank you, Holy Ghost. For revealing, continue to speak to us in the little things, the mind of the father, the stuff that we overlook where he's speaking to us and we think it's us. So we thank you, God, for this even greater awareness of just of how we're thinking. And I thank you, Lord, that we're able to change our stance. We're able to be um, ambidextrous. We're able to switch and see things from another perspective and to be able to be offensive, to be able to score. God, so I thank you, Lord, right now, that even now that, that you would just begin to corner us this summer. <laughs> and don't let us go until you bless us. Don't let us go until you bless us, God. I thank you, Lord, for uh, changing how we thought about our past, God. Changing how we think about our present. And even changing how we think about our future, Father. Let the mind of Christ be in us right now. So we thank you for the prophetic insight. We thank you for the word of wisdom. We thank you for the grace, the anointing to be able to execute and the skill set, God. I thank you for awakening skill sets. I thank God, that, uh, Lord, your people are already anointed. They're already anointed, God. So I thank you for awakening skill sets, coupling with that anointing, God, that'll give them access, open up opportunities, God. That gifting will open up doors. We'll bring them before great people. God, awaken skill sets right now in the name of Jesus. Awaken skill sets. Awaken skill sets. Awaken skill sets. Awaken the diligence. I thank you, Lord, that this word will echo <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs>